So every every year about this time, we get together as a family and we shove it in Brooklyn's face. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Ginger Flicks. I'm Joey. And I'm Josh. And we are getting together to talk about what movie today, Josh? Capone. Oh boy. It was it was a lot of things. <laughs> I know I say that a lot, but this was Oh boy. Um, where do we begin with this thing? To be perfectly honest, where do you want to start with this? Oh, man, I don't even know, to be honest. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I don't know. What were you... See, I didn't even look up the... I didn't look up the synopsis. I didn't look up the trailer. I didn't look up anything. I just knew it was Capone and it was starring Tom Hardy. So I was like, you know what? Oh, sorry. I, when I did that, I looked up who was in it, and I was like, "Ooh, Matt it, Dillon! Like, what's he? Been? I haven't seen that guy since Crash." It has or, a it has a decent cast, like from yeah, everybody, Cardellini. Linda Cardellini, uh, you know, Tom Hardy, Even, uh, yeah, and Kyle MacLachlan. Like, Kyle he's MacLachlan, good. Kyle MacLachlan, he's good in it. But it's like the issue that I had with this movie wasn't exactly the performances in terms of the acting, although there were some things that just irked me a little bit specifically with tom hardy's performance and choices now i don't know tom if it was yeah, we'll talk about it i don't know i don't know if it was because of the fact of you know he is playing a man who has dementia because okay let's start off with the fact that this movie actually does not take place you know during uh the notorious gangster's career so to speak it yeah. actually takes place after all of that, and he's, you know, basically dying mm -hmm. in his Florida estate. <laughs> yeah. That is, that you know, is where gotta, we pick up in this movie. He's already, yeah. like, he's not, he's not a gangster anymore. He's in prison. He's already been imprisoned. He's just... He's uh, dying. Yeah, he's not even an old man either, because he was like 47 or something. Yeah, forty six or something. Yeah, I think. so he's he's not he's not he's not really an old old man, so to speak. But he's also no. not a very healthy man. No, he's right. he's like dying. Yeah, that's it. Um, <clears throat> I got to be honest. This was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. This was boring. Like, like it, nothing it happened. It wasn't just boring. It was just a bad movie. It was. Oh man. Honestly, I. Oh, we will talk about things, but just start, it was bad. just start going. Like yeah. we got time. It's like, but it's funny, you know, when I because when I again I, I I thought, hey, this is cool. Like Tom Hardy as Al Capone, like that's a pretty solid. Like this guy, like Tom Hardy. With I mean, I think he's a good actor. I agree. He, I do too. I think he's a great actor. He really immerses himself into his roles and all that. But this, like, it was he was in my opinion. Like, I could see him really trying. Like, he wasn't phoning it in, but it's like, it turned out bad. His performance wasn't good. Oh, oh man. It, there was so, you're talking about boring. Like, there were so many moments of long pauses. Like, first of all, nothing actually happened in the movie, right? No. Nothing happened. Nothing. All, the, all that really happened is that his, 
son came and visited him. That's it. That like that's really what happened. And, and he got that's like <laughs> that's it. Uh, have you have you seen the trailer for this? No. no okay. Um, I don't actually have a clip set. I was watching it earlier, but the trailer for this movie, um, well, it it makes it seem like it's sort of like a mystery type of thriller trying to find Capone's last millions, right? Yeah, yeah. And I almost would have been more interested to follow the, I guess, FBI agent's investigation. But mm. that doesn't happen or any mention of that until an hour into the movie. Yeah. And <laughs> and and it all sums up to literally one scene halfway, yeah. like, with, like, 15 to 20 minutes left. So you have now sat for an hour and conservatively an hour and a half trying to figure out what's happening in this movie when not much interesting has happened. I'm amazed, you know, oh boy. Well, okay, no. So, <laughs> oh my God. like the trailer not- sells it like it's, it's, it's a whole story of like this missing money, right? Mm-hmm. That's how the trailer sells it. And then when yeah. you watch the movie, it's like, there is very little mention of this money in any way. And it's just like, okay, did he actually hide money or did he think he hid money? Cause remember we're getting this from an account of, you know, at first you're getting it from the account, a firsthand account from a man who's dying and mm. has dementia. And then it's mentioned by an FBI agent, but again, they don't really give you anything other than like that one scene with the FBI agent Capone and Capone's lawyer. And that ends gloriously as well <laughs> with Al Capone shitting himself. Oh my God. How many times? I, I, I thought I in counted the, about in the first four, half an hour. I think four he peed five. himself twice. Yes. And shit the bed. Yeah. Literally. The, he he it, literally shit the bed. Yeah. Now and we know where the saying comes from, I guess. I guess. It was just... Because that happened... I'm trying to think. It was 12 minutes before we saw the credits, first of all. Before we even saw Capone and then the start. The you opening know, start credits, yeah. yeah. The, the, there's was a whole 12-minute sequence. But, you know, you're talking... Like, I, I'm sorry. When we're thinking of a notorious gangster like Al Capone... You want to see this, the his criminal activity. His ex. You want to see him being a gangster. Yeah. It's like you want to watch a movie about Muhammad Ali when he's dying of Parkinson's. I mean, you can do a movie about that, but it has to be executed well, and that was not here. Well, it's like I'm sure you could. I think what they could have done. Well, you know what I noticed too. I, and again, because maybe they did this on purpose, because the first twelve minutes are okay. You know, it's him playing with these kids at the beginning, and then he's talking to... Well, I think the idea of it was to show how much he declined in, let's say, a year or something like that. The movie is trying to paint him as a sympathetic figure when he's actually one of the most evil men in history. He's one of the most notorious men in organized crime and, you know, American history. (laughs) So what I didn't realize until the credits, so again, this is... 12 plus minutes into the movie now. Right. 13 
14 minutes is that it's directed, written and directed by Josh Trank. Yeah. You know that, oh, I know who that who is. Who did Fantastic Four. The best right? Fantastic That's, Four. How dare you? God, literally one of the worst, <laughs> if not the worst superhero movie in history. It, now, it, admittedly, it was that, but, but admittedly, he also did Chronicle, which was a good movie. Uh, yeah, but... But anyway, so you know you're like, allowed. To, you're even the worst baseball player hits a home run every once in a while. But also at the same time, you can't. <laughs> judge someone. Those are the only two movies I can think of. But besides yeah. the poem, so you can't. You also can't um, judge someone by their worst work. This you know, is because even the best, the, even the best actor has a bad movie. Exactly, but this is also his first movie since Fantastic yeah. Four. This, yeah. Yeah, and it's it is. It is. So, it's supposed wait. to be it's supposed to be his quote unquote comeback. And this movie yeah. just like I'll be personally honest, there's quite a few things that really bothered me about this, but the one that got me the most uh, was just the accent? <laughs> the accent, the 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 lack of pronunciation in words. Now, I don't know if it was a choice. It might have been a choice. Um mm-hmm. Don't have him speak Italian. Just don't. I don't know if Al Capone spoke Italian. I frankly don't care. But as someone who speaks the language and knows how words should sound, don't do it. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, like, that's fair. It, it was it was brutal. Right. He can uh, you you could have him understand Italian. I mean, look at it this way: Robert De Niro's portrayal of Al Capone in The Untouchables was great, but. They didn't waste that kind of time. And again, I feel like, you know, with this, after you see The Untouchables, after you see any other Al Capone movie, what is there left to tell? I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, this story. But again, I feel like this story needed more a perspective of the investigation that was supposedly trying to go around him. Like mm-hmm. I, I really, I had no real interest in watching a man die, which is what this movie is. Yeah. It, it, but it, it wasn't even him die because you don't see him die in the no, movie. No, you don't. It's just, it's just him going crazy. Like it literally is him going nuts. I mean, I admit, I actually thought that reveal that Matt Dillon was not really there was a, a cool like attempt. I didn't even notice that. Well, yeah, that was the I whole didn't point. even notice. Like, like that's how she how... comes out. She's like, "You're talking to nobody," and Matt Dillon's gone, right? And then he cuts out his eyes later in the movie, anyway. But so, admittedly, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, okay, all right. So, and then that's when she says, "There's no one else here." So I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, who were those people at the beginning? What is happening?" And then they show up at the end, and then it says like all his family came and visited him or whatever. But the thing is, so when they revealed that Matt Dillon was act- wasn't actually there, but I was like, he gets a phone call, he's having sex with a woman. Why yeah, are you? Yeah, sh- I think I think he may have come at least once, but it was no, on that. Fi- what no, about he, how do you explain the fishing trip? Ex- but that's the whole point. You don't understand. I don't. I have no idea what actually happened in the movie. No, I think the, the fish- I think is- the fishing trip was real. No. Because, dude, okay, so that point in so the wait, movie... So, wait, the fishing trip was, was also just another hallucination. Mm-hmm. Because remember when he has that vision or whatever of the one guy who's, like, his gardener but not his gardener, and he stabs that one dude? Yeah. 
That was Matt Dillon getting stabbed. <laughs> and that was supposed what? to be in the past. Yeah. How did I miss? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's why when Matt Dillon shows up again in his bedroom. It's like, and, fuck like, you, and movie. Had, yeah, and he had had a stroke. <laughs> and, you know, like Capone at the time, he, he couldn't speak or whatever. And, yeah, then Matt Dillon cuts out his eyes and puts it on him. Like Okay, I that like, I, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's all – it's so a lot of it is in his mind, if not most of it. Okay. But I think what they needed to do is the movie needed to be – evenly kind of spread out in three parts three like the the one part could have been now or like the end when he's like dying the other part is from the point of view of the detectives trying to figure out or the fbi trying to figure out if he does have um that money and then the other part should have been flashbacks of him being a gangster like you needed to show him being this horrible figure and then if you want to juxtapose it with him trying to be sympathetic because he's dying, that would have been better. Yeah, that would have made for a more interesting movie. Like, but this, it was movie just, was, it, this movie was boring. It was just – it was straight up boring. Like I, I, I couldn't yeah. – I obviously couldn't pay attention to it because I missed that whole part. And I watched this thing from yeah. beginning to end. I, Dude, I, was, I was like <laughs> – I had to stop it. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Hearing a Tom Hardy speak Italian took me out of it too. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. Again, as someone who's, who is of Italian descent and can speak the language, just, just stop. Yes, Italian people are white, but they do not need to be played by British people. I'm just saying. That- <laughs> like, there, just- there, there are enough Italian actors out there that could have probably nailed this role and it's not to say tom hardy's a bad actor he's a good actor i just did not like his choices in this movie yeah and again it it could be because again he is playing a man who's dying and the um enunciation and pronunciation and all that stuff isn't great to begin with but Mm. I, i just i don't understand why bother have him speak italian anyways to begin with it just doesn't make sense yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> it just it, it it I mean is it to convey that he is Italian? Okay, we get it. But I mean it it didn't it wasn't important to the story unless like unless he spoke mostly Italian, which he didn't do that either. No, I mean I thought right? it was kind of um what's the word? Like a bit of a interesting choice that he was being like jumping back and forth with the Italian. Yeah. You know, again, I don't, I don't know the proper like from, uh, pronunciation yeah, or whatever. That's, and I didn't expect anybody to know it. And I kind of said it to, I think I said it to you and um, one of my roommates, like, I'll be glad you don't speak Italian. Cause if you did, it would take you out of this movie. Okay. Well, it, um, it, it did for me. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what killed me about this movie was like, there were so many long moments of nothing. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Like uh, there were moments uh, he was <laughs> staring at nothing. Like he was just staring at a picture forever. There's yeah. a moment oh, yeah. like, where he, he's walking forever down that hallway, down the stairs to when he gets into that party slash 
when he sees that murder. The whole, stro- she- the whole stroke she- sequence. The stroke sequence, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, which to me was one of the most interesting things in the movie. I, I mean, this... It doesn't yeah, it give you it doesn't give you enough of the supporting characters to care about why they're so loyal to him and it doesn't give you enough I don't know it just like Tom Hardy's voice alone just made it so hard to understand him and it's like it, seemed, it was so cartoonish yeah totally it's like I uh I just I don't know what to say with him about that. Well, it's like I just didn't get certain people's motivation. Like, you know? well, I guess the I like I didn't I just okay Linda Cardellini she clearly just wanted to be with him alone on their Florida farm. That's it. Like that. That's that's it. That's all she wanted. Yeah, she, she just wanted to be his wife. That's that's. She didn't, like she didn't want lawyers there, she didn't want FBI there. She just wanted to enjoy like the remainder of his life in peace. Like I got hers. Yeah. The doctor, I didn't really get his motivation. Like what did he want? Like it, See the thing what, is like like that's it. Like, he was He didn't need yeah, motivation. He yeah, he was a doctor. He was he was he was the the mob doctor or whatever and it's like okay, so they're all loyal to him. But why? But no, I didn't even get that he right. was a mob doctor. I thought he was just a doctor. No, I know, but like he he is he is the he is Al Capone's doctor, and he obviously has like you know he's he's a high end doctor. But it's like you know he's but, almost like the doctor version of Tom Hagen from The Godfather. He only has one person, like one client or one patient or whatever. Do you okay. get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, see, at least that's what at least that's what I thought, right? Because that that would yeah. that that would, that would be the only reason to explain why he was there so much. Because was it the FBI that told him about the ten million? Told the or doctor? No, no. Yeah. See, Capone himself, like like that whole fishing trip sequence and all that, where he mentions, "I hid ten million dollars and I don't know where." Yeah. Right and. And when you hear that and you and you think, okay, maybe this will bring something on. Mm-hmm. But then there's not, no real mention of it until he's with the doctor and he's drawing, you know, the bag of money or whatever. Well, the doctor told him to do that. Yeah, because he's probably mentioned to it in, in their moments of like trying to, you know, mm. of, of doctor patient or whatever. And then, you know, so the money must exist because yeah. the FBI gets wind of it somehow or they suspect there's $10 million stored away. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, give us more of that. Like, I, I get he's not doing well. That's fine. You know, what killed, you know what part killed me? Was when the FBI even said, we don't care about Al Capone. Like, like yeah. even the FBI was like, we don't care. Like, he's dying. Like, if If the antagonists of the story because that's what the fbi is in this story they're, they're so, yeah they're, they're supposed the, to be there to you know cause some sort they of are problem. against the, yeah yeah exactly they're supposed to be the foil for the main character even though they're the good guys but they are the antagonists of the story but even they don't care about him with they're like, like 20 minutes like, left of the movie they're like yeah we don't care about al capone 
And they're like, okay, kid. Like, okay, kid, sure. Go investigate it. It's like, okay, so what are we doing here? Why did, exactly. why did you bring us on this journey as an audience? Like, Turns out the, the whole movie was just about getting his son there. That's it. And they didn't even give us nope. enough of that. No, they did. They gave us too much, in my opinion. He kept calling and not just saying anything. <laughs> He'd call and not say anything. Call And like, she'd answer the phone. Who is this? Not say anything. She'd call again. Who is this? Is this Tony? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it was so... It's like, you know how, again, we talked in this show, like, uh, for example, like Spencer Confidential, where they give away everything. They have to spell it out for you. And then there are some movies that are subtle. This was, like, not even subtle. It was just... There wasn't even enough information to give. Like one phone call, like one phone call, you got it. Okay, he has an estranged son. Like you got it. Like right. And then so then they kept calling, and it's like he was giving too much information, but there's not that much to give. Like you get it. That that's his son. Which I don't even I don't even know if that actually happened. Where his son comes to Thanksgiving the next year. Only to find out that his whole family ends up changing their name anyways. And they never, again, they kept calling him Fonz, right? And I guess that maybe that must be a true thing or whatever. And then the one FBI is like, give our best to Al. We don't say that name here. I don't think that was an FBI guy. That might have been like one of the old gangsters or whatever. But he wasn't even a gangster though. Like, I don't know what that guy was. What was his name? Gino or whatever? Yeah, there's no way he was an FBI guy in the 1930s with a name like Gino. No, he wasn't FBI. <laughs> he wasn't FBI, but he wasn't like maybe he was a gangster, but at this point we don't know what he was. He was just on the grounds randomly. And he was he was probably just one of the guards or like you know, one of the other maybe other guys. I mean, let's let's not forget he was still the leader of a crime organization. There was just somebody sort of sitting in his spot. Who? Capone? So speak. Oh, yeah. Capone was still the leader of the organization. But somebody had taken over his spot by that point because that's – it's okay. The way – like it's almost like uh, – you almost have to uh, – it, it's almost just like um, uh, handing down an empire sort of thing, right? So yeah. So there was somebody sort of sitting in in control or whatever, and I'm assuming that's who that guy was, right? And just coming to see on what's going on with Capone, whether or not he died or he had a stroke or something. Because it was awesome. right after the stroke, right? Uh, no, but that guy was in the movie the whole time. A- again, was, uh, he, uh, he could have just been just one of the foot soldiers that were around. Maybe, but I don't think those are real foot soldiers. Like he had gardeners. Like I, I just, I had no idea who these people were supposed to be. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, this and then there's that whole scene where the guy's eating steak, like so, you know, so aggressively just eating that steak. But it's supposed to, you know, because I think like, I think the the aggressive cutting was more uh, a hallucination. Oh, no, I get that because the steak kept getting bloodier and bloodier. It wasn't bloody I was enough. Like, I was like, what is going on? And then he says, yell, save yourselves, and like falls out of the chair. Uh, it was 
Man, this movie was just a train wreck. Like I, I, I got. It was just there was there was no coherent story. There was no story. There yeah, wasn't was a story. Like, what was the need, story? They, what was, what was the reason for me to want to see this? They just didn't give me anything. I, I, the only thing I can think of is that it was trying to paint Al Capone as a sympathetic character like it but you can do that in the first 12 minutes of the movie or do it in the last 10 minutes of a movie you can still do that but again like they just this movie just did not give you almost like like it it didn't have a beginning middle and end no it just exists it, it it was like they um there was so much of just nothing yeah, it just. And like I said, I I really think they needed to add another layer to the story. They needed to expand on the FBI searching for that money, and then actually making them care. I guess because again, at this point, like we're not really. This isn't a movie that people are going to be researching. Like, ooh, did that really happen? Like, I I don't think so. Again, at that point, though, nobody researches the last years of Capone's life. No, you want to find if you're out- gonna if you're gonna read about Al Capone or anybody notorious from Al Capone, Adolf Hitler to Julius Caesar to Napoleon Bonaparte. If you're gonna read about these people, you're not gonna read about how they died. That is literally the footnote, a footnote in what actually happened and what they did yeah. to gain That's, such notoriety. This movie should have been just the ending scroll of his like gangster years. Like Capone was arrested, spent 10 years in jail. And then died in Florida from syphilis. Like that's what it should have said at the end of another movie. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, it, it didn't even say he was arrested because he was already out of jail by this point. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, it said uh, in 1931, he went to jail for tax evasion or whatever yeah. it was. And then the ten, he spent 10 years and was deemed a non-threat. And that's why he's in Florida. Yeah. So, like, the government or whatever said he was non-threatening. And then there was that whole scene with the Tommy gun. That whole hallucination? Which yeah. was by far the most interesting scene in the movie. It was, but again, it, like, made no sense. Because I was like, he's, like, it just... It was, it's like, was, it was a hallucination. That, no, I, and I get that, but was that supposed to be... Excuse me. Was it supposed to mean that he still has these evil tendencies and just wants to kill everybody? Like, I didn't get it. You know, like maybe I just I, yeah. I, 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 don't, I couldn't tell you, man. Like I, 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 maybe there's a whole message there within this movie that nobody seems to be able to read, or that mm-hmm. we missed. But oh my. god goodness like yeah what the heck was this because it I feel it was bad like it was not good yeah i'm it sorry was not I good think... i mean and it's too bad because it had a decent cast oh no it, the cast was honest, fine performances but to be honest <clears throat> i always think of matt dylan from like there's something about mary wild things in and out right you know crash you know i've only seen crash once 
but he's been in these movies and he's a, he's actually a, I I like him as an actor. Like he just has this really weird quality. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of, there's something about him that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin actually like he is good at playing a villain. Like you should have made him a villain. You should have made you him know? the FBI agent. FBI or or something. Like you know, I, didn't, good enough, I didn't. I... You know, and Tom Hardy's a great actor. Like the guy's a, a Tom Academy Hardy is great actor. He he's such a good actor. It just but sometimes his choices are frustrating. Well, so well, what I'm saying is is that right. you have. I'm sorry. I guess this. I've seen now three movies by Josh Trank. Mm-hmm. Two of them have been real bad. I think this is worse than Fantastic Four, to be honest. Like Fantastic this Four is a is bad. Is worse movie. or is it? But, uh, I it don't is know. Or it is. It is. I worse? think it is worse because even in Fantastic Four, there is at least a story. It's a boring story, but there's yeah. a story, <laughs> and there's at least some superpowers. There's there's a there's, beginning and an end, and something happens in the middle. <laughs> it's not good, but this movie it just has nothing and it, it so like yeah maybe i didn't like tom hardy's makeup i didn't like the way looked, i didn't like the scratches on his face uh, are they, you supposed I, to have the scratches though oh, i get that but it looked like makeup like it didn't yes, look it, did. it looked know, sorry. it didn't Which, look great it was not well uh, done but the way makeup can be done now in movies, like it, you know that you can, that you can make things yeah. look perfect. It could have been and cleaned it up. just looked off. And then the actor, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. There's this just so was, many, uh, so like okay. Essentially, every character has to to react around Tom Hardy's performance in some way. He is obviously mm-hmm. the centerpiece of this movie. Now. Yeah. When the centerpiece of your movie is an ailing man with dementia, and you do not yeah. do, I, I don't know what to say other than like, I wanted some more cohesiveness, right? Because Tom Hardy is supposed to be the one main line through, but they gave us too much of Tom Hardy. And not enough was, of what else what was of, of what else of what was going on. Well, right? it's like you at, yeah, you look at a movie like this, for example, like he's in virtually every scene. Virtually. Not yeah. every scene though. And any scene he's but, not in, they're talking about him. Yeah, but it's like this movie versus something like Joker. Right. Joker is about a villain, but he has a full journey in that movie. Whether you like that movie or not. He has like a full. There's he. There's things that shape the way he is. Right. This movie there, and he had, and he also has a reason behind his actions. Where this movie, it's like there was history behind the movie, like before it led See, him here, I, but we saw none of that. And then this was just like a day or two in the life of him. And nothing affected him. All we know is that lawyers came and tried to talk to him, and then he crapped himself. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, he, like, uh, he yeah. made a mess of that chair. Um, you know? But, yeah, like, 
I mean, if you're going to show me his deterioration, spread it out a little bit. Because, okay, so within the movie, he goes from being, you know, semi-coherent and actually able to string proper sentences and be able to tell a story at Thanksgiving dinner in the first 12 (laughs) minutes, right? I'm like, okay, this gives us something. We can work with this. He's still somewhat coherent. And he's still somewhat capable of knowing of what's going on. He's able to play with his kids, uh, sorry, with his grandchildren and all that stuff. Mm. To they skip a whole year. They jump ahead a whole year for no reason. For no reason. I couldn't even tell that they jumped a year because, again, it made me think like when – so when Linda Cardellini says – there are no children here or there's nobody here. I was like, so were there never, did that Thanksgiving meal never happen? No, that was, they, they jumped ahead. <laughs> like they jumped ahead in time. No, I know. And it, it just, it took me out of it. Cause then the same kids come back at the end of the movie, at the, end of the movie. And he's like, let's eat or whatever. But uh, yeah, it just, it took a month. And then of course, you know, it's all based on that little girl at the beginning and the end, right? When yeah. she said, you know, what is Thanksgiving about? And then at the end, she's like, I'm thankful for un- for Grandpa Fawns or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're like, this little child, like, is this is this it? Is that is that what the movie has been about? That, again, you're trying to paint him as a good guy, even though he had fantasies about killing everybody. <laughs> You know, You're trying to paint him as a good guy, although he is one of the worst humans in history. Yeah. <laughs> one of the most brutal gangsters ever. Yeah. And uh, most notorious criminals. History. Most one of the most notorious criminals ever. Um, I mean I will say this. This did not romanticize gangster culture, which is kind of nice to see, because if you go looking um as as a person of Italian descent, I mean, there are very little Italians in film and television that aren't gangsters. So I mean, <laughs> it's well, you it's, know it's it, it it shows that it doesn't pay. And I guess the, I I I I I don't know. Maybe the whole idea of the movie is that everybody dies, no matter how powerful or whatever you could you end up being. You're still. The, like the the bell tolls for all of us sort of thing. I mean, that's the only thing I can take away from this movie. You know what's funny is so like while I'm watching it, I've been in the last couple of weeks, I've been rewatching The Sopranos. And <laughs> yeah, I you were telling that, me. <laughs> right? And same thing. Like within that show, you are following Tony Soprano and his family and his friends and stuff. And these are some terrible people. Right. Like Tony Soprano is he does some truly he does some really bad things but at the same time he is the protagonist of the story and you you are rooting for him no matter how many times he cheats on his wife or you know mind you you never really see him hurting a truly innocent person he every time he like if he kills somebody they're either in the mob family or gangster like it's never like a random kid or someone crossing the street like it's never that but you are rooting for this guy and he knows that he's done bad things right but you are on his journey and it's done so well 
Mind you, it's a, it's a TV show, so there's a lot so more there's time. A, there's a lot more time to work with. But I mean, like, he, yeah, no, look, he's still look, he's still look, an appalling character. Yeah, but like, look at Goodfellas, The Departed, um, any of these movies where there are gangsters that are not good people, but there's still something about them that draws you to like the character, even if they're truly hateful. I mean, you know? I think with this movie is they picked the wrong. Like, that whole jump wrong ahead in his life. Okay, yeah, yeah, they did. They totally picked the wrong time in his life to tell. It could have been like um, Amadeus, right? Did you ever watch that movie? I have watched it many a time. Yes. You know, but it's basically kind of told from the be- like it starts at the end and it ends at the end. But the whole movie itself is centered, you know, in the in the important time of Mozart's life. Right, like they could have done that, where the movie starts when Al Capone is, is uh, you know, feeble and dement, you know, full of dementia, right. and then give you the meat of the movie is about his gangster time, and then it finishes again as as this feeble old man. I'm not even saying that. I kind of I liked the idea of giving us what may have happened during Capone's you know final years or whatever, but I mean. Give us something where he's a little bit more coherent, and you actually see the deteriorate the 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 deterioration of him. They didn't even give us that. They gave us like the, he went from being co- somewhat coherent and able to still you know string a sentence together and you know be in a room with more than ten people, right, mm-hmm. with family and all that, and be able to tell a story mm-hmm. to you know not even be able to, you know, just to shitting himself in the bed in a snap. You know what I mean? That's where this movie went. And it just, it it went that far that fast. Right. Cause yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, and I don't know how fast it happens for someone who've had, who's had syphilis. I mean, it could be that drastic. Well, no, but at that point he had had it apparently for over 30 years. Yeah. But he was obviously dying from it at this point. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I don't know how fast the deterioration would happen, but like, give us, it just, it went from like, you didn't, you like he, in the beginning of the movie, he was still somewhat strong and you got the sense of, okay, he's still somewhat of an, of Al Capone of whatever's left of him. Mm-hmm. And then it went, and then the opening credits roll, and then he's just completely helpless. Yeah. Like that opening credits roll after that, that's where the movie should have ended. Right? Because anything else was inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it had nothing to do with anything. It just sort of, it, it, it just existed. It, like, a, yeah, it really, need, we needed, we needed to, it's like we didn't really get to know the character. No, there was nothing to get to know. It's like it would have been like I said, it would have been good if they if they did some time jumps. If they time did jump, some- time jumps could have helped this movie. Uh, I, I'm and I'm not even saying time jumps, but like show him yeah, actually flashback something. Yeah, or like show him actually getting to that point of where he's completely helpless. Also, how are we supposed to, like, again, like I was saying, 
if it's a, all about that little girl saying like I'm thankful for Grandpa Fonz or whatever, Papa Fonz, whatever she says. But he, like you need, like I said, I think there needed to be flashbacks, and he needed to at least show some remorse or guilt over some of the st- stuff he did, so that we're at least like, yeah, this guy did some bad things, but now he's dying, and he maybe regrets it, or he just wants to be with his granddaughter or something where like we don't get that at all or or give us some more time with the grandchildren something like that to just like, make him that much more sympathetic for me to yeah. want to care about this character which i mean the, i just i didn't care i didn't care yeah. and you know <laughs> al capone has already given my ancestors a bad name i just didn't need this movie to help it you know like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you had Robert De Niro already be him, you know, thirty Nailed years it. ago. Nailed it though, He's and again, great. and and it was in a bit part though. Yeah, he was the main antagonist in the movie, but but it was it was about Kevin Costner and Sean Connery and stuff. Exactly, but it, that's the thing though. He's playing a strong Capone. Mm-hmm. He's playing an Al Capone at the height of his power. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, Tom Hardy is obviously playing him at the end of that where he has literally nothing. And he there, there was no reason to be afraid of Al Capone in this movie mm-hmm. unless he had a gun in his hand, which can be said of anybody, really. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just this movie spent too much time showing us how weak he had become without showing us how strong he was. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Pretty so I mean, solid. they could have given us so much more of a stronger Al Capone, or even you know, instead of going into these weird, stupid flashbacks, maybe like flashback these weird hallucinations, or whatever, or maybe send him into flashbacks, like you're saying, into moments where he is being deplorable, where he is being strong, right? And then you have that juxtaposition of this powerful, imposing figure next to this broken, feeble, dying, I guess, creature. Well, yeah, like when the one guy, I guess it was Gino or whatever, kills Matt Dillon, you know, or the guy in the mask, whatever, like that should have been Al Capone doing that. It, like, if anything, if it was just him, him, like, going nuts and then recalling that and kind of freaking out a bit, like, oh, I can't believe I used to be like that or or not he's traumatized. Not even I can't believe like, I used to be like that. More so like, of, like, yeah, right? You know, just think. Yeah, yeah. like, you're basically saying just show that he actually had some sort of strength and power, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we know about that. Yeah, we know that existed. Yeah, we know he was an imposing figure. But to help your story along, you got to show that. And they didn't do that in this movie. No, not even. (laughs) Like, oh, boy. uh, (laughs) Anyways, we've continued to really just tear this thing apart. So it's now come to the time in the program where we do rate it out of five ginger snaps. So I'm going to start with you, Josh, as we always do. Josh, how many ginger snaps out of five do you give Capone? Honestly, like how low can we go here? 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> is it? Oh man! <laughs> is it zero or one? Like I'll let you choose, man. You can go as low as you like. You can even give it like an eaten ginger snap, which means it's a negative ginger snap. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'll say like a one. Like <laughs> let's say you have to go to a one. It's a one for me. Like it was just, it's a one I'm or a gonna... zero. Whatever the lowest one is, that's what it is. Yeah, me. I'm I'm kind of with you on this one. This is by the way one of the worst movies we've ever watched. Yeah, and it's a, and not only is it bad, it's disappointing that it's that bad to me. When you have someone like Tom Hardy, who is normally a good actor, but it's okay. It's but <laughs> play. Supposed like you're, it's supposed to be Tom Hardy playing Al Capone. Like you put those things together, that sounds like it'll be a good movie. Yeah, it, you seemed it, more excited about it than I was. <laughs> well, well, that's what I'm thinking. It's it's you're, him as Al Capone. Again, like, you, we're expecting you're expecting a gangster movie, and this is what you got. Yeah, it was, so that's exactly that's my you're opinion. expecting a gangster movie. This is what you got. Um, yeah, I'm with you on it. I'm gonna give it maybe a one. To a half a point, half a ginger snap. Half, how about how about we'll take we'll snap. take we'll take one ginger snap. We'll split it in half and share it, and that's <laughs> that is the movie. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> this movie gets one ginger snap total between the both of us. <laughs> like this is oh this I think is the lowest rated movie we've done. Probably yeah. Like we've even we gave Ghostbusters a better rating than this. You know what? I'm gonna look quickly right now where it's sitting on rotten tomatoes okay let's um, let's see this like okay. I, I mean it, it might just be us which is a possibility okay so it but, has a 42 percent rotten tomato score oh boy. so it's certifiably rotten and a 32 percent audience score Oof. so the audience liked it even less than the critics the Oof. critics that's that's never a good sign. <laughs> no, no, that is never a good sign, yeah. and that's where we are with uh, with this one. Oh boy! Anyways, uh... <laughs> so Josh, where can they find our information? <laughs> um, they can find us, all you listeners out there. You can find us on. Uh, Instagram at Ginger Flicks Pod. You can find us on YouTube, uh, Ginger Flicks, and Twitter at Flicks Pod. Or if you just look up Ginger Flicks, and remember that Flicks is always spelt with that X. Boom. Yeah, baby. Um. So for Ginger Flicks, I'm Joey, and I'm Josh. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Word.